Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. That's Kanye, huh? Damn it! Yep. I kind of like it. You should no, seriously. You got to listen to that song. Oh, there's lyrics. Yeah, listen to it last night. He starts oh. off by saying, I, "I knew a girl named Wendy. You know, Windy City. Met her when when I was three years old. When he moved up from the South to Chicago, came with the same sure. mom. I mean, no, I'm sure it's it's a great story. Is it new? No, it came out in 2007. Old Kanye is the best Kanye. 2007, we believe. Yep. Graduation. Evan Giddings in for Daryl the Guru Johnson, for Matt Steinmetz, school. John Lucan on the ones and twos. And uh, we're talking about the Warriors. That was their signature win of the year last night. I think we can all acknowledge that. It's funny, I thought about that because Willard came in yesterday and he said, what's their signature? And I would have said it would have been one of the the one, I don't know, one of the buzzer beaters, Curry, but that one was it last night. Uh, here's what we're uh, talking about right here. Shaquille O'Neal last night, TNT. Go for it, Shaq. I'm wondering. <laughs> not saying, I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player? I'm gonna say. Oh, you put him over you? In, in, in the conversation. I'm asking you. Yes. You put him over you. Okay. You yourself Way put better. Steph Curry yes, over you. Yeah, that, this way he's my favorite player. Cause I'm not saying favorite. Played, he might be my favorite too, but I'm just asking you I think played, he's better than you. I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him. And he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. You put him Maybe over Michael. Time. No, I, no, I'm not putting him anywhere. I'm saying, okay, you know, for all the children, chat, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think, I think, I think he's a. Uh, I'm asking the fans, is it time to you know start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm a one fan. of the best players ever? Why is this so hard? What do you mean? It's not hard, people. It's not hard. When you say player, you're encompassing. All aspects of the game of basketball. Correct? Mm hmm So, in that regard, when you talk about the best player, Steph is not Michael Jordan. He's not. Jordan scored as much as uh, Steph. He was infinitely better defensively. He was a better rebounder. He was a good passer. You know, to me, and... People can fight back, but Magic and Bird 
are better players than Steph Curry. Bird rebounded better. Yeah, I know, he was 6'9". Of course he did. I thought Bird was as good a better passer. Steph shot better. Both of them wanting defensively. LeBron James, he's better. Kobe, probably better. But let's start using some other words. Like, who's the best shooter of all time? Steph. Steph. I'd have him first. On my best player, I might not have him until 10 or 12. 15, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far down. Best shooter? Curry's one. Who's the best defender ever? Curry's not going to be in that top five. Who's the best rebounder ever? Curry's not going to be in that top five. How about most impactful? You know what? Now I got Curry in my top three to five. Most impactful players I've ever seen in my life? Absolutely, Steph Curry is top three to five I've ever seen in my life. But that doesn't mean he was the best player I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's not that hard, right? Am I saying anything mean? I'm not saying anything people will say I'm crazy, right? What? There's no hot take there, is there? 888-957-9570. The other thing about Steph is this. If I say, who's the greatest rebounder of all time? We talk about a lot of guys. Wilt, Rodman. I mean... There just have been a lot of guys. You talk about the greatest shooter of all time, it stops and ends with one guy. He's the only, he's the only guy in a category where there is only one answer. Hey, who's the best rebounder of all time? You get answers. Who's the best passer of all time? You get answers. Who's the best shooter of all time? There's only one answer. Step. And I think that's the case to be in the conversation for the greatest player ever, is that he is so much better at this one thing than anyone in history yep. at a time in which that one thing, being shooting, is more valuable than anything else in the NBA. The three-point line changed the game because of what you talked about in the last segment, which is the math. I mean, I remember listening to Stan Van Gundy when he was coach of the head, uh, head coach of the Magic that surrounded Dwight Howard with just a bunch of shooters. I mean, Rashard Lewis... Isn't an incredible player. Hito Turklu is not an incredible player. J.J. Redick, Vince Carter, like, uh, what, a Jameer Nelson? Like, these guys aren't all-time players, but they could shoot the three. And they could hit it at a 35% or north clip, which means you don't have to shoot 50% from the floor. But Curry embodies that, and he's the reason why the Warriors are the dynasty that they are because his ability to shoot the ball from anywhere on the floor to be a threat from the moment he steps across the logo means that he has and owns the most valuable tool in the game. That's why I think people had conversations about uh, you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Walt Chamberlain because they were the best big men at a time in which big men were the thing to have. Bill Russell was an incredible center at a time in which big men were the most valuable part of the game. You could say Magic and Bird as wings or, or bigger guards or you know whatever however you want to classify them were valuable because that was what you needed to win. What you need now in the NBA is shooting. And Steph Curry's the best to ever do it. So I think that, to me, is the case for him being involved in these conversations. And, again, I think wherever you have magic is probably where I would put Steph. And that, to you, is whatever you want to do with it. You mean all time? Yeah. Because I think they're of equal importance at the times that they played. That's fair. I, I won't even argue, 
argue with you on that. But if you say, Steiny, who's a better player, Tim Duncan or Steph Curry? It's Tim Duncan. He, he does more things better than Steph Curry. But you know what? At their peak, I think Steph was more impactful. I think Steph, I, I think Steph was harder to guard. Um, but b- b- rebounding is part of the game. Yeah, so is defense. Defense is part of the game. So that, that's kind of where I'm at. Let's, hey, Diego and Marin, you don't believe this. <laughs> Diego and Marin, you don't believe this. I know you don't believe this. I think you're trying to hot take me. Argument for the last 10 minutes. Curry is uh, an average player based on every stat besides the three-pointer. He can't do anything without more help around him than any legit superstar player has ever had. All of his rings, like the first one, was a fluke because of Kyrie and Love going down, not to mention the starting point guard of every team they played. Better be careful. And every series in the West that year went down. And then they had Durant only because of the influx of money and the increase of the salary cap because of the new TV deal. If that TV deal doesn't happen, they don't get Durant, and they only get one fluke ring. Curry is an average player. and Come on. Get him off. <laughs> I'm not off. listening to that. Sorry, you don't have to. Average. His average height. If if Steph Curry had uh, a prosthetic, I don't make fun of prosthetics because my dad has one. But I kid you not, if Steph Curry wore a prosthetic and played for the Golden State Warriors, he would be guarded more closely still than 90 play, 90% of the players in the league. Steph Curry kid could literally stand at the hash mark. Just stand there on offense. And you know what? Somebody better stand next to him on defense. Somebody better... Stand next to him. Because guess what? He's going to make 7 out of 10 from there if you don't have anybody next to him. And I don't think people understand the importance of when you have, if Steph Curry has somebody next to him, 40 feet from the basket, it is significantly easier for the other four guys to score. Like I always say this, if, if you've ever played basketball, the hardest time to score is in a five-on-five. Five. If you're playing five-on-five, five, if you're playing four-on-four, four, it's easier to score. Three-on-three, three, easier. Two-on-two, two, easier. One-on-one, on one, easy to score. So the fact that Steph Curry's able to allow his team to either play four-on-four four or, God forbid, four-on-three, like how do you measure that? How do you measure it? It's 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 indescribably important and impactful. But that's why if okay, if you're making a a starting five and you're building your your best unit, if there's a three-point line on the court that you're playing on, Stephen Curry's my point guard, and that's why. I don't like Magic Johnson might be a better player than him overall. That's I don't have a problem admitting that. Larry Bird might it might be but you cannot tell me that Stephen Curry wouldn't give you the best chance to win because of how 
incredibly demanding he is on the offensive side of the court. He demands so much attention and also is, of course, still giving you the type of production that he does. That Curry is... He's unbelievable. Like, and, and this is where I, I don't know if he's in the conversation for the greatest player ever. That that was that was Shaq's words, but he's the best smaller player that I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't think you can look throughout history at a player that has been six three or smaller that has been the best player on their team for multiple championships. Isaiah Thomas, maybe. Yeah, that's the only other one. See, and and here's where where I'm at with Isaiah Thomas and Iverson. I think Steph Steph's better than Iverson. I just think he's a better player, a better shooter, better t- better better. He's just I think he's better than Iverson. Believe it or not, when it comes to Isaiah Thomas, it, it's harder for me to say Steph's a better player than Isaiah Thomas. Steph became a more impactful player than Isaiah ever was because Steph shot the three ball. Isaiah, I firmly believe that if Steph Curry were in the bad boy era or that era, he would have been Isaiah. He would have been Isaiah Thomas. He just wouldn't have had the incentive to shoot from 27 feet. But I also kind of believe if you put Isaiah Thomas in today's NBA – and he grew up with a three-point line, he would be pretty unbelievable, too. I like I, I think Isaiah Thomas and Steph, like it's hard for me to say Steph is a better player than Isaiah Thomas was, but I must acknowledge that Steph impacted a game more than Steph, more than Isaiah Thomas did. Because Curry has forced everyone, from coaches to fellow players to teammates to pundits, he's forced everyone to reconsider what a good shot is because there's no shot for him that isn't a good shot. And while he, it took him a while to come along as far as the, the length of threes that he was taking, like right. he was always a good shooter, but you go look at his first two or three seasons, um, even when he wasn't hurt. And a lot of his shots were, you know, from the three-point line, maybe a foot or two beyond. But I think it was the 2015-2014 season in which he really started to take, like, 30-foot pull-ups. Right. And that was the first time that I can remember a player taking consistently deep looks, making 40-plus percent of them, and saying, wow, like, that ball is going in no matter where it leaves his hands. And when you are able to score three points from literally anywhere on the court, to me, that does kind of... Like, that is more valuable than you being a a good shooter and a good defender and a good passer and a good rebounder. Like, Steph is not the best at, at every single thing that the game of basketball demands you to be, but he's so unbelievably dominant at this one facet that is more important than anything else in the game, that I think that's why, to me, he gets elevated into the stratosphere that he is. Because, to your point, he came along at the right time. Is when the three-pointer was becoming, it was emerging. And, and, you know, the the seven seconds or less offense in Phoenix, I think, really moved that forward. But, you know, and I think we're kind of splitting hairs when you say, well, he accelerated the game or he changed the game. Because, to me, they're kind of one and the same. Like, it was trending in that direction. But Stephen Curry forced everyone to recognize the importance of that shot, especially when you shoot it. What he's he's like forty one, forty two percent for his career, something like that. It's unbelievable. 
Well, and he's not, but but and and the reason he's touching greatness or is part of greatness is look at the greatest three point shooters of all time. Kyle Corver. Let me spot stand up. Spot you know, catch and shoot. Steve Kerr, catch and shoot. BJ Armstrong was a great catch and shoot. Reggie Miller, kind of catch and shoot, although he started to come off screens more. Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson could get something off the dribble, but he never had a step back, and he never could shoot it as well as, as, as Steph Curry. So that, that, that's the other part of it. Usually, like, you're right, the three-point game is so important. There's almost aspects of the three-point game. you got to be able to catch and shoot. Like, everybody's going to need to catch and shoot now, even if you're seven feet. I feel like if you don't if if you don't if you can't make a three point shot, no matter whether you're six feet or seven feet, it feels like you're gonna you're leaving some of your game on the table, and you, you got to at least have that threat. Like twenty years ago, Joel Embiid's not taking six threes a game, right? Like Joel Embiid's playing in the post. I'll tell you what, he's getting close. He's getting close to, and I don't know what he what's what's he shooting from three this year, Embiid. Uh, give me a sec. But see, he's getting ready for me of flipping it, of flipping it. Where you look at a guy who's seven feet. What's he shooting from three? He's I'm, shooting thirty-four percent. Thirty-four. You know, thirty-four is not great. Is that? Give me some other numbers for his career. Um, Has well, he ever he's shot? A, he's a thirty-four or thirty-three-seven career yeah, three-point right. shooter. He's never shot better than he shot thirty-seven percent in twenty-two and twenty-one. Because like what, no, it takes three threes a game though. See what he's doing is he's beginning to really balance his game in a way that's a real problem. <laughs> like he's not taking too many threes, but he's taking threes that help you win. And he's st- he's he's the MVP right now. I think Embiid. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's the reigning MVP. I mean, too. other than uh, I, I mean, except uh, outside Gobert. Shut up. Well, you got to look to the best team in basketball first, and that would be the T-Wolves. Oh, I thought it was uh, the Celtics. Oh, no, they just got knocked out by the Warriors. You hate to see it. Uh, Let's go to Daryl in Oakland. Daryl, what's going on, man? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Sure. You know, uh, here's my argument for Steph being the best player of all time or one of them. He gave and created... Patrick McCaw got a contract because of Steph Curry. Without Steph Curry, Patrick McCaw wouldn't have existed a single minute past his due date. And say, ditto for Jordan Poole. Would Jordan Poole make $100 million without Steph Curry? I don't think anybody in the history of the NBA has helped out more NBA players more uh, had more of an impact on other players' career, including Clay Thompson. Is Clay Thompson even sniffing a top seventy-five player without without Clay Thompson? Probably not even sniffing it. Well, he did. But Steph, Steph Curry's still going to be a top three, and so he's elevated everybody else's game so significantly more than Jordan. More really? Than Kobe, more than anybody? Now, why do you say more? That, why do you say why? Why absolutely more than Jordan? Huh? huh? Patrick McCaw. <laughs> Get me that roster. I hate to be the guy. Get me the Bulls roster. I hate to be the guy. Jason Caffey, Dickie Simpkins, of all the ways that I've measured a player, I've never measured it because he got Patrick McCaw a contract. Greg Kite got a contract. 
Mark Landisberger got a contract when he was with the Lakers and Magic and Kareem with it. And LeBron James got Timofey Mozgov $80 million. Like, there are players that get rewarded when they're on championship teams, no matter who the best player is. I mean, if you want to play that game, and I, I, I'm not Thompson even got $70 million. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even a fan of the guy, but you want to talk about an achievement was the team Iverson got to the finals. Eric Snow? Matt Geiger? They have uh, Matumbo. Matumbo? Aaron McKee? The, the ghost of Matumbo. Aaron McKee? I'm trying to think who else was on that team. You know what? You, you did City Boy a disservice by saying Steiny's getting caught up in semantics. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not taking him now. Uh, Mike's. I want to in- hear from him though. No. Right next. It's, sorry. I'd say uh, That's your tell show. him you're going to the ship. It's your show. You can talk to him at two thirty. I will. Uh, Mike in Nevada. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Hey, Mike. What's going on? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I just wanted to say. Uh, how happy I was for that win last night. I yes. mean, just to have have you know TJD and Kaminga, you know, really, really towards the end of the game there, you know, have, make the difference. Kaminga with zero fouls, and he was locking up Tatum and Brown pretty much like pretty much the whole game. It was just amazing to see and have it have it happen on national television to where we've had we've had some conversations about you know which guys should get some minutes and how. You know how lineups should look. I was just glad that everyone could see that these guys are young, they're hungry, and they're ready to play. And so, and the main thing is that it all revolves around you know Steph and Clay, and it will revolve around those you know the main core. But this is what this is what I feel like Warriors fans wanted to see last year. They wanted to see the bench and the starting unit just melt, mesh, and gel together, and. I hope from now on that's what we start seeing. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Maybe it's maybe Draymond makes that part of it just a little bit harder. I mean, I don't really need to go down that road, but just when people say, I think a lot of fans wanted this to happen last year, like there were reasons it didn't happen last year. Um, I think Coming is better right now than he was last year. So is Moody. Moody is too. I although he's come he's been fine. But I'm not saying he's he's a perfect player, but he's he's better than he was last year. Yeah, and and Pajemski and uh Trey Jackson uh Yeah mm, TJ Davis's kid. Trace Jr. Um let's call him TJ. You want to see them more than Lamb and more than Ty Jerome. I get that. <laughs> no I do. I'm Yes. Yes I do. Right. Well who did they have last? Didn't Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Ryan Rollins? They yeah. weren't. They weren't good enough to play ahead of Lamb and and Jerome. These Don't two guys too, are. Though. Well, they won't. Come on. What's Patrick Baldwin Jr. Uh, by the way, how's Paul? Any of those guys? How are they doing? Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Ryan Rollins. And I'm gonna stick it to Goo. Remember, those two guys are gonna be the future of the Warriors. PBJ. I like Patrick Baldwin Jr. Steiny. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. He's willowy. Did he say that? Or did you throw I, that I'm in make, there? I'm making it all up. <laughs> no, I. it's kind of like uh, Draymond last night. No, yeah, I, no, I haven't thought no, about I know, PBJ since. No, I know Patrick... Bo- I know. Okay, how many games has he played? PBJ seven. He's with the Wizards. He was in the pool trade. That's a good amount. <laughs> He's twenty years old. Yeah. Yes. You really got to figure out seven the Trace games. Jackson Davis thing. What's that? You really got to figure out the Trace Jackson Davis. I thing. know. I do. I know. I and do. not just Dylan oh, Davis's kid. You know what? I'll be honest. Hopefully, it just gets worse, and I don't have to deal with it. Hopefully, it just there's goes. only one Trace on the team. You just call you know, just call him Trace. You better be careful. You know what? I mean, we do say Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Yeah. Clay, right. Trey, and Dre. When he arrives. When he arrives. All right. 888-957-9570 is the number. Steiny along with Evan Giddings on 95-7 the game. And we're talking about the Warriors. Biggest win of the season last night. No doubt about it. 132-126 overtime. Curry. He did Curry things. The young guys. Chipped in, Clay playing better, Kaminga. I just said earlier, it feels like he's starting to believe he belongs. All things last night and for the last few days have been good, Golden State Warrior wise. How you feeling? I mean, how you feeling? 888 957 9570 is the number, and uh, it's a Warriors Wednesday, brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. Also, this segment brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Steiny and Evan Giddings with you on 95.7 The Game. Guru will be back next week. The Warriors are back. Three in a row. They beat the Boston Celtics last night, 132-126 in overtime. Came back from 17 down. And I'll tell you what, I'm going I'm to go back to kind of where I started the show a little bit. That was a, was a reinvigorating win, I think, if you're a Warrior fan. Uh, that's the game last night you were looking for. That game meant something because the opponent was really good. It meant something because of how it happened. Jackson Davis helping, Kaminga helping, Moody chipping in. It was big because 
There's been a lot of negativity around this team. The dialogue has not been positive since Draymond Green got suspended indefinitely. Now they got a three-game winning streak, and they looked like they had some fun last night. Curry was Curry, and now go get Washington. Get to 500. Now we could start looking at the standings a little bit, even though it's still very early. But my 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 takeaway last night, Evan, and I'm sorry to ramble on. Uh, my takeaway last night is forget about a title, forget about a title this year, forget about a title two years ago. This team right now is who they are. How good can they be? How good can they be? Can they win 45? Yeah, maybe. Can they win 50? No, yeah, that's going to be a little trickier. But win 45, win 50, see where that leaves you, and then go try to make a run. If there's a trade in the meantime, there's a trade in the meantime. Well, last night gave us a glimpse into the kind of team that they can be. And that's why I thought it was a statement win, and I thought it was a stabilizing win. Because that's a win that you can't envision even a week ago with where this team was and what they had done, having lost... 12 of 16 games. I thought it was a game in which I learned a couple things. Number one, I can't give up on this core. Like, the core, as much as the young players, were of equal importance in that victory. Because, like you said, you got the contributions from J.K., T.J.D., Moody, even Pachemski before he got hurt. But you had your dogs. You had your Splash Brothers carry you and do the bulk of the damage offensively with Curry, of course, scoring 33. Also, the fashion that he did it with 20 points, I believe, in the fourth and overtime, majority of which with five fouls. Clay Thompson was making the correct decisions. Chris Paul nearly had a triple-double, was a plus 19 in the second half in OT. And you did it all with without Draymond Green, which you can look at as encouraging. You could look at as, well, what, what are we going to be when he comes back? And it gives you a glimpse into what this team can do. It showed you a potential that this group has. To do it against the best team in the Eastern Conference at the 33% way mark of the year, it was a, it was a much-needed win for a team that I think had a lot of question marks. And while they haven't answered all of them, they did calm the seas. And right now, I can't wait to see where the season oh, goes. That's a five. Great one. Think he did it on purpose? Do you even know what I'm talking about? Stumbled into it. He said, calm the seas. Like the Celtics? Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, Steiny along with Evan Giddings. And uh, let's go to City Boy. City Boy's in San Francisco. What up, fellas? Hey, what's, what's going on? a great win last night. Yeah. That, that, that's the kind of bad that's the kind of basketball we like. That was fun. That was Warriors hoops. Um, Especially the giving up and, and 40 in the first wanted... quarter. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> better the first I, quarter than the fourth quarter. Exactly. Let them speak. You know? I know. I'm talking. What's All up? All right. Man? So I, I just wanted to, wanted to say real quick that, you know, Matt, you know, you take the English language very seriously and literally. And I think when Shaq was talking about Steph, 
you know, he said the best player of all time. He's in the conversation. And so I think what happens is, is that you start detailing, you know, rebounding, defense, shooting, dribbling. And, and, and that gets kind of into, like, the combine, right, and how players are evaluated. And the reason Steph Curry slipped to the Warriors at seven, right? And I think, really, if you get into what Shaq meant, is greatest player of all time. And while I don't put him on a level with Jordan – because I don't think I've ever seen anyone as great as Jordan. Um, I think that then Steph elevates quite a bit because then the impactfulness that you're detailing comes into play because your impactfulness does go into your greatness, right? And so when you talk about Steph being one of the greatest players of all time, I think that he is in that conversation because, like Magic, right? Magic wasn't a very good defender. Magic wasn't a very good shooter, but his greatness was evident when you saw him, right? It's the eyeball test. You see it. You know it. You know, I mean, think about the Celtics, right? They're 20 and 6. That's a very good record, right? They were 20 and 5. Very good record. Just to put it into context, how incredible that 73 and 9 season was, right? There was no Kevin Durant. That was a Steph Curry was the engine of that team, you know? 73 and 9, you know, going to five consecutive finals. The only team to do that since the Bill Russell Celtics, right? I mean, even LeBron went to a bunch in a row, but it wasn't with the same time. He had to jump ship and hop on board a new ship to, to continue his run, right? And so when you talk about impactfulness and greatness, there's a lot of things Steph Curry has done that no one has done ever, you know? And I think that's where Shaq's coming from, and that's where I would come from if I was making the argument. And I think Steve Kerr said it. I think he said that Steph Curry other than Michael Jordan, is the most impactful player he's ever seen. Um, and, and that was years ago, and, and Steve Kerr said that. And I, I tend to agree with that. And, um, yeah, that's my feelings on Steph Curry, man. The guy's greatness is, is almost immeasurable. Appreciate it, City Boy. No doubt. When you you know, work- one of the reasons that I can't stand my parents mm-hmm. is because they've turned me into an overly literal human being. Mm-hmm. Boy, I can sound like a jackass sometimes. Yeah, that was a drop. Wow. Uh, when you want to, if you want to say who are the most impactful players in NBA history, I think Steph is right up there with all of them, any of them, no doubt. You want to say when you say player, I think all around player. All right, he's not as high on that. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, you, you, can you really ask a guy who's six three to be one of the best rebounders in the game? No, he's not expected to rebound. What so. about Pajemski? Um, how just, big? Just, you just, know what? Yeah. <laughs> just Pajemski's got a nose for the ball. He also Pajemski. Hey, listen, I. You know, in a way, I'm glad Goo's not here. Because Pajemski must be discussed, must be discussed with nuance. He must be. Yeah, just because I like what I'm seeing doesn't mean he's perfect. Doesn't mean I think he's going to be a star. You know, he rebounds. There's no doubt he goes after the ball. He better get it sometimes on offense. Because that's a gamble in the Like, we've seen that a lot in the backcourt where he gambles a little bit and he pays for it. But. I like Pajemski. Yeah, he took he took a couple bad threes in the first quarter and then committed a foul in the backcourt. But then he settled in and like it, but those are rookie mistakes. Sure, those are gonna sure. those are gonna happen. Sure. But he also has given the Warriors a great impact and an intangible impact to bring it back to Curry, which I think is also something that is really hard to 
I guess, quantify. And to, to City Boy's point, I think one of the big reasons why you look at someone who's the leader of you know five straight finals teams and a 73-win basketball team is because he is... He's not your prototypical leader, like in the way that, I guess, uh, I don't know, maybe a Jordan or a pre-millennia guy was. Like, Curry is, Curry leads by example, but he does it in such a fashion that it's undeniable. And there's no one that doesn't respect him. Even in a, even during his early days when he was, uh, when he first won titles, and it, there's books being written about how people, you know, I, I don't know if they hated on him or... You know, they were wondering how great he really was and why is he being stacked up against LeBron and, and all this and all the rest. Well, because it's, I think it's just hard to, it's hard for people to wrap their minds around a player being 6'3", a buck seventy, soaking wet, being the best player in the league. Because it just doesn't look like he is sometimes. I think it's one of the reasons, in addition to, to, to the draftism argument that we don't come around to Brock Purdy or people haven't, is because of like kind of how it looks. Now, Brock Purdy's got a long way to go to be in the same conversation with Stephen Curry, especially in this town. But I think one of a, a big part of it too is aesthetically, he just he doesn't look like a killer, and he doesn't he doesn't act like a killer off the court. He's a nice guy. I mean, he's he's the picture perfect citizen. Yeah, I I I'd like to think we we can get past something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like if you tell me, oh, Steiny, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett, what a competitor, more of a competitor than Steph Curry, I'd say hit the pike. I'd say F out of here. Just because KG's full of vinegar and Steph's not, he competes more? No. Like, what I'm getting at is that I think you're right. Steph looks more docile than some of these other guys, or less mean than a Kevin Garnett. But I, man, I like to think that if you've watched Steph play for 15 years, you know that he's every bit the killer that any of the all-time greats were. Well, he is. He did it last night. Now he it, it shows in the form of a, a night night. Like he does different celebrations, but I mean, when he throws in the dagger, I know you didn't think the game was over, but he did. Yeah, I mean, no, it was the biggest shot of the game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, let's go to Allen. Allen's in Milpitas. What's going on, Allen? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Steiny. I'm listening to you, and I'm agreeing with most of the things you say. All right. First of all, I just want to say there's a reason why he was called the babyface assassin, because the man is a killer. And he's one of the greatest killers that the league has ever seen with all his memes that he does now. Secondly, um, as for the greatest player conversation, you're right. You do get taken literally on a lot of things, what you say. I think, like Shaq said, he is in, he is in the conversation. And my only reason being is Steph never get has gotten the superstar call. If he gets the superstar call like LeBron and everybody else, that's great. Steph would average probably thir- between 30 and 35 a season. He's never been the guy to take 10 free throws a game like a lot of other players um, that are superstars. 
that, that, that is fair, although, you know, I'll, I'll push back and say it's because he takes a lot of threes. How about this? Like, we, in case you're just joining us, Matt Stein, it's Evan Giddings uh, with you on 95.7 The Game. We're responding to Shaquille O'Neal talking about uh, whether or not Steph Curry belongs to the greatest player of all time. I also wonder uh, what Howard Beck is going to think about that at 1 o'clock. Howard Beck, coming up. yes, Howard Beck of The Ringer. Uh, he wrote a piece on dynasties, and the Warriors were obviously in, including included in that. And we've just kind of veered off a little bit to you know, the difference between the greatest player, the greatest shooter, uh, maybe the most impactful. Uh, how about this one? What, what, what do you give me for this one? Steph Curry, to me, how about this? this you, hopefully you guys will love this one. Steph Curry, to me, is the most confoundingly difficult player to guard in NBA history. That's what I may, that's what I may give him. The most difficult player to ever guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'd hang with you on that. Oh, so the, well, okay, two, okay, na- so- two, two, na- two names came to mind real quick. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, well, he caught the ball in the low post and you doubled him. That's all you could do. Yeah, but or he could you shoot didn't. a skyhook. That's right. So where's the, like it's almost not that confoundingly difficult because he had a shot that was unstoppable and you were a little bit at his mercy. Jordan? Nah. Nah. The three Because the three-point game wasn't a major major part of Jordan's game, I think it makes Curry harder to guard because you didn't have to you didn't have to guard Jordan 30 feet from the basket. And you know what? If Jordan was going to make 19, uh, you know, 20, 22 footers all night long, you had to live with it. Curry's a completely different animal. The most confoundingly difficult player to guard in NBA history. Well, I think that's so, mm-hmm. but but there, there's a distinction yeah. between confounding and frustrating because like there are players that are frustrating to guard. Like I'm, I'm imagining guarding what? Shaquille O'Neal is probably pretty frustrating. You're trying to pick a fight? You're picking pick a fight? Uh, yeah. So, but when you say confounding, just like like you can't perplexing. Like it's not like when you had it when you went into a game and you're guarding Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it kind of wasn't that perplexing. I mean, there, there were about three or four things you could do. Steph Curry presents the most the most uh, challenging set of defensive circumstances because there's so much of basketball that you can't account for in terms of setup plays and and stuff like that. For example, the, like when was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the most unguardable in the half court? Yeah, when he went down to the low post. The, the 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 thing that makes Curry just ridiculous is half court, full court, scattered, loose ball. He's got to be accounted for for forty eight minutes if he's on the court that long. But you're also the guy that has said he's the easiest guy to take the ball out of his hands. Ah, did I? Like the easiest. Okay. Of well, uh, okay. Of, of like the top scores. Okay, that's fine. You I can just, just trap him at half court and get the ball out of his hands. That's fine. That. But I said perplex. I, I said the most confoundingly difficult to guard, and one of the things that's made him the most confoundingly difficult player to guard in my lifetime is that he's confoundingly difficult with the ball, and he's confoundingly difficult to guard when he doesn't have the ball, which that separates him even among the greats. 
Like, Larry Bird wasn't that hard to guard off the ball. He moved. Don't get me wrong. He moved. But LeBron, is LeBron hard to guard off the ball? Not really. No, but he's impossible to stop when he's on the ball. Sure. Sure. I don't know. When I think about Curry, I think about, like, I don't know, Greg Maddox. Like, it must have be like, the guy doesn't throw 90 miles an hour, and you look up and you, well, he doesn't throw that hard, but we got two hits. It's the sixth inning, and we got one run on a broken bat RBI two-out single. How the hell is this guy beating us? How, is he, how the hell is this guy beating every single team in the league? Like, that's what I think of when I think of confounding. I think of a player that you size up. Now, at this point in his career, he obviously has a massive amount of respect. But when he was coming up, which is one of the reasons why I think there was so much, I don't know if it's hate or just kind of the perplexing part of it that you're talking about is you're like, that guy on the other side can shoot the hell out of the ball. We know we got we to gotta take away the three, right? We got we to gotta stop him from getting to his spot. Okay, well, then he runs off the ball. He comes off the screen. He's got teammates that know how he moves, that knows where to get him the ball at in order for him to be successful. And you look up in the third quarter, okay, he's taking 12 shots, right? We're, we're limiting his looks. Well, he's still got 22 points. And he's only played 24 minutes. Like, how does this, how does this guy continue to beat us even when it doesn't really feel like he might be beating us? Like, the amount of games that I've been out of the last two years in which you look up at the scoreboard and it feels like Curry's having a good game. Like he's he's playing in the flow and he's scoring, but you don't realize how much he's actually scoring until you look up at the box score and you see wow, he's got twenty seven through three. Or he's got he's got eighteen points at the half on like nine shots. Right. I mean last night, what he was eleven for twenty one for thirty three and he did the majority of his damage in the fourth quarter in overtime. It, it it just it happens in such a way that I think it just catches people by surprise. That's what I think of when you when I hear you say confoundingly difficult to guard. Okay, or you could just say Steiner, you're right. I mean, I imagine it was pretty confounding when Kobe Bryant's taking shots over three people. You're like, dude. See, maybe maybe it's the way I look at words. To me, that's not confounding at all, because like, like there are some there's some. There's some things guys can do that make them a little bit unguardable, like Jordan's fadeaway. Like McHale had a fade, little fadeaway; he could always get it off. Like Steph doesn't really have like that's and that's a size athleticism advantage that those guys had over Curry. Like Steph, I'd really want to. Steph has to work to get his own shot. Like those guys, like if if. And what I mean by that is, if you gave Kobe Bryant the ball and he used up his dribble, he could not dribble and raise up over a defender. If Steph Curry's guarded by a guy and he loses his dribble, doesn't have his dribble, I mean, he's going to have to throw some hook shot up there or he's going to have to try to you know, shoulder somebody off him or, or use some kind of uh, you know, uh, clever move. So... In a way, like to me, he's that makes him more confounding just because of some of the stuff he's doing. But it sounds like we mostly agree on that. 888-957-9570. Let's go to Tom. Let's go to Tom in Dublin. Wants to jump into the conversation. Hey, Tom, how are you, man? Howard Beck. Howard Beck hey, coming up in 10 minutes of The Ringer. He just wrote a story on NBA Dynasties. Uh, Warriors get a lot of play in that. Howard Beck at 10 at a 1 o'clock. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Um, so, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, Steph, I think the argument is pretty ridiculous. I definitely think he's a top 10 player. I'm super biased. So I actually put him top three, but, you know, that's just me. And I think a good way to look at it is if you're trying to construct a top five all-time starting five for, uh, you know, people in their prime to, you know, I don't know, fight the Martians to protect the planet, anybody that doesn't have, you know, Jordan or LeBron on that team is pretty dumb. I think anybody that puts Steph on that team, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. I think he's a really good choice. So I just think that that says a lot. And, you know, you were saying there's a lot of players that could definitely be better than Steph, but at the end of the day, does that really matter? I think it's all about impact and winning since exactly. the game. Exactly. I'm with you there. Doesn't matter if somebody's better. The other thing, the other, the other thing that's always at the heart of some of these arguments, uh, Evan, is you know if you're putting the best team together, you're probably not putting the five best players necessarily together. What do you mean? Um, well, I'm using players in terms of uh, you know you wouldn't put you know if if you have who's your top five, top five all time, just real quick. Uh, all right, Steph Curry. Just keep Curry off it. Okay. Just for the sake of argument. Uh, I'll just scope as a Magic, Jordan, LeBron, Duncan, Kareem. Well, now, okay, that's interesting because you basically had a one through five. You have Magic at one, Jordan at two, LeBron yeah, at three. Right. Okay, and then, I'm sorry, who was it for? Duncan. Duncan, and then who at five? Kareem. Kareem. Yeah, I don't, I don't think those are the top five players in NBA history. But that might that might be the greatest team ever assembled. What I, I don't even know what I'm really trying to say. Okay, so what, yeah, I, what I'm trying about, like, to say is play, like okay, so like if, um, you're, if you're giving me like Will Chamberlain, Steiny put the greatest team of all time together. Curry might be on it, even though I don't have him in my top five of all time, because I might just look and be like, oh man, could you imagine putting Curry with Bird and Jordan and Magic night night. You know what I mean? I, and, and, well, well, that's what I was I was saying earlier. Like, I think that's the case for him being in the greatest of all time conversation. Is if you're starting a t- if you are starting a team or you're creating a lineup, and there's a three point line on the court you're playing, Curry has to be in it. He has to be. Yeah. Because of everything else he does for the guys around him, even if they're quote unquote better players. Absolutely, and it's all about the game of basketball. And there's a lot of different aspects to it. All right, Howard Beck. Howard Beck on the other side uh, of the ringer. You can catch Howard also on the Real Ones podcast. Check his workout. Um, He wrote on the Warriors and Dynasties in general. Howard Beck on the other side. That segment brought to you by the Golden State Warriors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 